the the cat is currently attacking um, a lizard outside of the window, um, so we might be interrupted by him. But so far, so good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another season of Tea with Abby, the show where we sip and talk the tea about the truth of what it is like to start and run a business. And this season is all about the relationship of co-founders and co-founders particularly who have some other kind of relationship outside of running their business together. So naturally, uh, it felt appropriate to have my own co-founders on the show to kick off episode number one. Uh, we have my co-founder Georgina and her husband John Cade. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so those of you who don't know, Blended Sense is founded by myself and my husband Albert along with Georgina who is our chief of product. And uh, from the start, we knew we wanted to work with JC um, and it's evolved where he is now head of technology in our company. So these two, whether or not they planned on it within their first year of their marriage are now working in a startup together. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. I mean, it's, it's exciting to be here. You, got this uh oprah vibe to you abby that, that i've got to say is very very awesome um yeah uh excited to be here good absolutely how are you doing georgie i'm doing well i'm not gonna lie the the cat is currently attacking um a lizard outside of the window um so we might be interrupted by him but so far so good <laughs> amazing um, so both of you have been involved with Blended Sense, um, you know, as we've navigated the challenges of getting started, as we've navigated uh, getting first money in and first customers and holiday season and heading into the new year and starting a raise and then hitting a pandemic. And now we're several months into that kind of experience. Um, in, and in the middle of all of that, you guys have been building our technology. Um, I guess this is a really broad question, but is it what you expected it to be like working together and working in a startup? I think yes and no. Um, I think working with your partner comes with a lot of pros in that you, you share a living space together, you can communicate problems that come up, um, work together on solutions. Um, but then you also come up with new challenges where um, you have to figure out what is our work communication style or um, how do we conduct meetings? Um, typically, we like to be in separate rooms. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so I see you're in the same room right now. Yeah, this is rare. We, we decided, though, we'll probably be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you guys do decide to, you know, as the world is all working from home right now, which is like another layer of the challenge, particularly if you're working with your partner who you live with and 
are married to um, is, yeah, navigating that, that day-to-day space of living and working and all it's all happening right with the other person. So you guys don't work in the same room normally. No, and, and I, <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's good though, because it does allow us to have sort of our work sanctuaries where, you know, that space mm-hmm. is very much committed to one primary purpose. And so, you know, one of the things I think you, you lose or we've lost in, in COVID, right, is, is that sort of separation of home and work. Um, you know, you go to the office and you put it on your work face and you start your yeah. day. Um, and so having those separate spaces, I think, has, has been very beneficial for us. And we're very fortunate to um, have that as an option. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it makes it easier because then we have the common areas that are really just for when we're together, right, as yeah. a couple as opposed to working. Yeah. So let's go back to the beginning and do enlighten us um on how you guys met each other wow (laughs) it wasn't studying engineering i don't think (laughs) no (laughs) we met uh it was my junior year of college he was just about to graduate in an elective class called human sexuality um we typically tell our, our family that we met in statistics. <laughs> um, very vulnerable place to meet each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was it was very interesting because we both, I think, had signed up for the class in previous semesters, and due to scheduling conflicts, ended up having to push it back to that summer. Um, and, you know, it was very highly sought after course at UT. The, the instructor is Dr. Brownstein is just fantastic. And so it was cool to get into that class. And um, I used to sit, you know, UT has very large classes. I think there was maybe 100, 200 students in this class. And so the classrooms are like basically auditoriums. And Georgie would always sit in this sort of center uh, orchestra area and then I, I always sat on, on the sort of ro- the rotunda that went around the orchestra area and like for two weeks I just noticed this beautiful girl that was always sitting sort of in front of me uh, in class and finally I guess um, I worked up the courage just to talk to her and uh, very awkwardly <laughs> approached her after class one day and uh, asked her what she thought of the class and uh i guess uh the rest from there was kind of history but it was it was a lot of fun and and it was a very cool experience uh to sort of have that summer together we were taking the class and go to barton springs and mount Bonnell and all sorts of you know adventures during the day so uh, it was a very good time it was a very easy beginning and i think um the teacher definitely noticed by the end of the class we were dating and had given us some extra credit on our test. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it worked. <laughs> well, we, I would- we showed up to the final uh, at the same time carrying coffee from the same coffee place. <laughs> and so he surmised he was walking sort of around the room 
and you know approached us and was like so you guys have coffee from the same place and you came in at the same time is there a coincidence and we like kind of got real red and yeah. laughed and, and he was like extra point <laughs> oh my god I wonder how often in if that was a reoccurring class of his like if that happened at least once every class you know that surely people, right yeah surely somebody met in chemistry <laughs> um that's wild i don't want to i don't i could i feel like i could pick your brains in an inappropriate way about that <laughs> ask what you applied from the class no i'm just <laughs> that's wild was it, so georgie you said it was like an easy beginning for you guys um uh, how did your relationship progress was it quickly and 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 what kind of happened next for you um over the next few years um yeah I think um, I'm going to pause here and take the cat out because he's having a spaz attack. He just wants to attention. Climbing things. Yeah, it's very distracting. Although that could be a viral quality to the podcast. Agreed. I love when there are those authentic moments, especially when we can see that Georgie is clearly just wearing running shorts. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> Uh, I told myself not to stand up. <laughs> um, amazing. <laughs> the question was, so you guys finished up that class. Um, how did your relationship progress? Kind of what were some of the big milestones that came next for you guys? That I, I think one reason it was easy, JC mentioned it was a summer class. So we had very little responsibilities. We're both in school. JC just got a job offer. So the, the the responsibility and stress levels were very low. We just spent time at the park, getting to know each other. And we were both in a position where we weren't looking for a partner or weren't looking for someone to date. And so it just naturally turned into um, what it eventually became where we figured out, oh, you know what? I think I do want to exclusively date you. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, and you guys have been married for mm. two years. Well, two years, yeah. yeah. When is your anniversary? Well, that's that's somewhat controversial um, because oh, we, we actually yeah. got married on October 5th um, because we, we wanted to have like a, a small wedding originally and because of our families they all you know we were the first to get married in our families so they wanted a big you know family wedding so we ended up doing that but we wanted to still have our sort of private moment and so we got married October 5th it was a really sweet little ceremony um kind of by Mount Bunnell I forgot what the park is called there Mayfield Park yeah Mayfield Park next to Laguna Gloria mm -hmm and um just had a little weekend deal to ourselves that was private and very sweet and um then on the 26th we had our like big formal wedding which was which was a lot of fun but it was definitely you know kind of a crazy night that we didn't have a lot of time to really reflect on the moment so it was it was nice to have sort of the best of both worlds with that mm -hmm. our family does not know we eloped though <laughs> i guess unless All they right. listen to this episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I can, I can agree about the big wedding. I think what we realized was it was much more about our families than it was about us, which was great. And we were so thrilled to be bringing our families together and have that experience. And um, someone, someone shared this little antidote with me before that, you know, they were like, enjoy this because this other than your funeral will be the only time all these people are in one place together. <laughs> I was like, yeah. really intense, but kind of true, you know, like when else do people come around you in such a monumental way? Um, but I, I, I think that's so special, um, you know, that you guys kind of had that moment and had another moment. Um, anniversary, two year anniversary is coming <laughs> up. We'll call it the official one on the 26th. Um, that's amazing. And okay, so obviously you're married, we're here in the pandemic. Um, let's pivot a little bit into talking about how it's like to work with your partner um, and kind of the ways that you guys navigate some challenges. So I think one of the biggest positives, uh, JC, you said at the beginning is, you know, you have somebody to ride out the highs and the lows with, you know, and really, and really, um, uh, celebrate. Uh, but I'm curious as to what the learning curve of working together has been like um, a little bit and how Georgie, as you got, you know, really more involved in building out this technology, um, like what do you guys rely on each other for specifically as you've been navigating this past year? Yeah, um, I, I will say that, you know, as a first time founder, um, first time being in the tech community um, as a woman, like there's so much opportunity to lean on JC for his expertise, being a software engineer, um, having been in the tech community um, and being a really good leader and, and mentor. And so going to him, not just for his experience in technology, um, understanding like what is the best decision for us as a business, um, but also for like mentoring and leadership. Um, he, he has a really unique way of reframing questions um, and so maybe sometimes I might see a problem that, you know, after talking to him, I realized what I thought was the problem wasn't really the problem. And um, we discover a completely different solution to the root cause. Um, so, uh, you know, amongst that learning curve, understanding like where these strong points of JC and, and knowing like how he can help me there um, has been huge. That's really cool. Yeah. What about for you, JC? What do you rely on um, on Georgie for? Like, what strengths of hers? Um, well, there we we definitely have an interesting dynamic. Um, Georgie's far more patient and empathetic than I am, and so you know, I think we both bring perspectives. I'm very much to the point and and like blunt and and want to get to the root of things quickly. Um, so we sort of bring this balance, you know, because um, we, we do have different perspectives and approaches. And so I think when those sort of mix together, it creates a very nice balance um, where, where, you know, both perspectives are sort of able to lend towards a solution. I think getting, speaking about the learning curve or speaking to the learning curve a little bit, like early on though, finding the way to allow both of those perspectives perspectives to sort of meld and 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 benefit each other 
there, there was a learning curve and it was tough because there was that sort of conflict of differing views and differing ways of going about things, right? And communicating. And so, um, you know, I think learning, you know, some of the tools that allow us to work together in, in, a, in, a, in a constructive way, uh, like helped a lot, like as we started out with sort of defining our workspaces and mm -hmm. taking meetings separately. I think one of the things, you know, think about with meetings is when you're, when you're sitting in a, a normal meeting, you know, in a conference room with a bunch of people, you're not worried about the person next to you, you know, moving the camera or, you know, not being able to like talk over their voice or all these like things that, you know, suddenly you're worrying about in a meeting today when you're sharing a screen with somebody. And so like having those separate, uh, like her taking a meeting in one room and me taking a meeting in another room allows us to sort of be free of that distraction. And it's, it's like more closely resembles a normal uh, meeting sort of dynamic. And so I, I, I think like little things like that have, have helped. And then just, I think, um, obviously we love each other very much. And so that sort of cancels out anything at the end of the day, you know? And so it, it, it's a great motivator to get over whatever sort of thing, it, like impediments there are uh, from us being able to like work together in a very constructive and positive way. Yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, something to really consider is, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're different people, like his motivations are going to be different than mine, just like yours, his communication style is, is different than mine. Um, and taking the time to really learn those communication styles and like understand like, how I respond to conflict or um, you know, a difficult conversation versus how he does, you know, they're very different. And, um, you know, going back to, we, we read a book on the Enneagram and, and learning more about, you know, who we are as people and our personalities and how we best can support each other and communicate has been a huge help. Um, because, you know, at first when you have conflict, you only see one side of the story, which is usually your own side. Um, but understanding like where he's coming from, how he thinks, how he's motivated, how he resolves solutions helps me to reframe the situation to where we're having less conflict and um, more regular conversation. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love how you both are so dedicated to figuring out, you know, now that I, I know you guys so well at this point, it just, it, it makes sense to me, but you're both very, um, it, one of the things that I think you both have in common, while well, yes, there's so many incredible and amazing differences that make you both um, excellent, excellent team members for, for myself, but um, you both share this passion to like resolve conflict, find a solution, let's grow, let's get better. Okay, we experienced this problem, this tension, let's approach it, fix it, and so we don't have to like go back and do that again and i think how dedicated you guys are to your personal growth and then the growth within your relationship has made our company so much stronger um like entirely i i think it's pretty insane um that in the first like you know you're rounding up on two years of marriage not many people couples can say that they've gone through this journey 
in the beginning when your relationship is like kind of the most vulnerable mm -hmm. and it like forces you to like face all these things that maybe you would have faced down the line, but like, you know, it, it brings it to the surface, like right here, right now in unavoidable ways. Um, do you guys ever feel like um, you might have tension in a, in a meeting or something? Um, and then uh, it carries into the evening, like after work is done um, or positively something amazing happened. And um, like, do you guys, when, when the work day is done, do you close it off? It's done. We're going to go have dinner. We're ourselves. Or do you find it's like it's slipping into life? Post yeah. You know, like JC mentioned, like it's really easy for the lines to start to get blurred because um you're you're married you you're living with someone full time then you're working with them full time and then you're also quarantined with them full time and so there's a lot of blurred lines and so you know some of those solutions was okay we work in separate rooms we take meetings separately um but then we've also been talking about like how do we um spend our time in the evenings that um, is gonna like reduce our stress level and gonna help us grow um, and pay attention to our mental health. Mm. Um, so yes, I, 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 to answer your question, things definitely start to creep over and we have conversations during dinner or in the evening. Um, but if we make conscious decisions to exercise together or read a book together or um binge watch a show together <laughs> it's a you know you're creating a little bit more boundaries which i think is really important for like mental health especially while being in a pandemic absolutely yeah it, that's that's been challenging i think is also respecting for me what that other person what Albert might need to take care of mental health is might look very different than what I need. One of the silliest conflicts that we're dealing with right now is Al Albert, our dear co-founder. Um, he has a different way of processing information and it comes in the form of movement, which might mean um, he needs to like, simulate his hands during a meeting or he needs to pace around the house while he's on a phone call and oh my gosh it just it drives me wild because I that's not how I receive information um I I like have a different environment environmental need and there's only so many places you can pace and so like we'll be like bumping into each other if I'm like coming around the corner and I didn't he know he was like pacing in the bedroom and I'm like going to grab something. And um, it's been challenging for me to kind of like accept that part of him. I'm like, well, that's just, that's naturally what he does. Like, and I don't want to stunt what comes natural to him. But at the same time, I'm also like, can you stop pacing? <laughs> what bothers you guys the most about each other? <laughs> Um, in a work setting or in a home setting? <laughs> <laughs> Either or. What's that one quirk you're like, I love you? <laughs> I, you want to go first? No, go. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, or one, two, three, say it at the same time. Yeah, right. 
Um, of course, there's nothing that bothers me about Georgie. She's absolutely perfect. Um, That's the right answer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it boils down to kind of the differences in our Enneagram numbers. Mm. Um, you know, I'm an eight and Georgie's uh, a nine. And so while they're, they do share some like common like core sort of motivations. Um, there's also differences in how they process emotions and um, sort of approach the world, right? And eight is uh, a challenger very much like, you know, pushing the status quo and, and, and um, comfortable challenging um, people, things or ideas and, yeah. and, and okay with conflict. Um, and a nine is, is, you know, very much the polar opposite in terms of conflict. <laughs> so much easier going and, and chill and, you know, just really goes with the flow. And so, you know, when those numbers, I think in our personal lives, we, we've had to like address those differences and find ways to bridge that gap. But then when you add the work element as well, that's another arena where you're having kind of like you were saying, to solve these problems that you might have not experienced otherwise. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, I think for me, just sometimes I will, like we'll be having a conversation about a meeting and we just perceived it completely differently. Mm. And it's like, how did, how did you see it that way? Um, but I, I do, I, I, I do think like the, the beauty of the Enneagram and sort of under, the work that we've done behind that and understanding each other uh, in, in, in our personalities is you do have that perspective and it's like, oh, well, that's because she's more laid back than I am and, mm. you know, she's not as pushy as I am or, or assertive, um, you know, but she has all these other qualities that she brings to the table and she often can pick up on things that I miss because I'm, super laser focused on, you know, a conversation we had at the beginning of the meeting. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think, I think there's that, you know, the, the beauty is we've done so much work in that, that those differences aren't as like, it doesn't cause as much sparks or friction. Um, and so, but it, it's still a challenge. I think, you know, the ego wants everything and everyone to think and see the world the same as it does, you know, and, and so, you know, anytime someone sees it differently, you're reminded that, you know, this isn't about me. This is, it, it, not everybody sees everything the same way or acts the same way as I do. And, and yeah. so having that perspective is beautiful. Well, you know, I'll play off of that. And besides, you know, how loudly he <laughs> types on his keyboard. <laughs> crazy um would be um feedback from jc <laughs> i can you know honestly with other people mentors advisors i you can tell me that my work was super shoddy and it like needs so much more improvement i'd be like great let me know how i can do that awesome let's move forward um and my feelings are not in the realm of, of the ability to be hurt but with jc <laughs> I've had to communicate to him that I really need a compliment sandwich as Albert <laughs> you know, likes to use in our one-on-ones um, is, you know, instead of going straight to what I did wrong, 
start with a compliment. Let me know what I did wrong and then end with a compliment. Cause that's the type of, for some reason, like with him as like, it's a little bit more vulnerability there maybe. Um, it's, it's harder to receive constructive feedback from. Um, so navigating that has been interesting. <laughs> it's funny you say that because while, while I've had to do a lot of growth with how I receive feedback, um, uh, I, I share that as well where I, I've learned how to really hear other people and like respect what they have to say and be like, okay, that's great and take it honestly and eat a lot of it. But then something about when I get it from Albert, it, it I don't know, I get really defensive and I instantly mm -hmm. want to be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if I know what he's saying has some honesty to it and it, it's real. Um, that's definitely like, yeah, that, that challenging point. And sometimes, right, it happens like on a Zoom call and you're like muting and you're like, oh my God, can you please <laughs> talk to Yes, we've done that. <laughs> But at the same time, then you also have, um, I'm sure you guys experienced this as well, because um, just how dedicated you are to that growth and to knowing who you are as people, that even after that, like, curve of emotion comes through and you're on the other side and you've, you're like, okay, you've accepted that and you've, you know, um, it feels so good to then, like, go back to the person and be like, I'm just so glad that you're my teammate. I'm so glad that we can be honest. I'm so glad we can be open and vulnerable and show up together like it's just such a cool experience and and I know that they say wow it must be so challenging to do something with your partner and like run a business with your spouse but I don't know I think it's kind of a superpower because nobody else knows you the way your partner does and that's a very good thing I think a lot of the time Negative. Yeah. I think there's always a good and the negatives that come out of it, which is someone knows you so well and someone knows you so well. And I think <laughs> at the end of the day, that's a really good thing. Um, for those, you guys have mentioned Enneagram a couple times. For those of our viewers out there who don't know what that is, can you just give us a quick little breakdown of, of what that is? So it's, it's one of those like personality type kinds of things, right? Um, and so there's nine different types of people in the world. Um, and based on your, your motivations and your fears, how you process emotion um, determines like what number you are. Well, I'll just add, it's the, the idea is, and it's rooted sort of in spiritual principles, but mm -hmm. The idea is, you know, we all ultimately want to feel loved, right, or valued. And, but people uh, go about feeling valued and getting that feeling of love in different ways and use different mechanisms and tools and personality traits to sort of interact in the world around them in that pursuit of being and feeling loved, right, and feeling valued. And so, you know, different numbers you know, might feel valued by accomplishment and achievement. Um, other numbers, you know, feel valued um, in, in spending time with other people and, and sort of being in a leadership role, right, or an organizer role. Um, but yeah, the, it's the, the core, it's about, you know, how you sort of um, 
want to be loved or, or how you, you know, essentially feel that. Yeah. And, and it goes a little step further when it talks about like what it does, what it looks like to be a healthy number nine or number eight what it looks like to be an unhealthy number nine number eight because like while there's some certain personality attributes you have that contribute to your success can also contribute to your downfall depending on how you're you're using it and so um that has just yeah i think that information has been really helpful in understanding each other as well as like our love languages um you know back to what you said about running a business with your partner, I would not be as successful as I am now if it wasn't for JC. Um, like that partnership is what drives our, my success personally, really. Yeah, I think vice versa. Um, and the, the, the cool thing about the Enneagram is because it is sort of around this core motivation of wanting to be loved, and, and there's nine types, sort of personality types that are very distinct and go about things in very different ways. But because they have that shared core motivation, core motivation, it's easy to relate to someone, even though they're not acting the same way. It's because you're like, oh, they just want to feel loved. I can identify with that. I understand. That's cool. You know, and, and so it, it, it is, um, I, I think we have gotten a lot out of it and it's been it's been really helpful for our relationship. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. We all just want to be loved. Exactly. <laughs> no, I want to be loved by investors. <laughs> uh, amazing. Has there been a moment as you guys have worked on Blended Sense and uh, been building our technology where the day ended or you turned to each other and something happened and you're like, we did it. Or you guys are, you're yeah, dumb. <laughs> no, the, and the list of to do's is just ridiculously ongoing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we've had, I think, moments of, of triumph. I think, you know, the, those moments are, are really great. I, I think the journey though has been a lot of fun and very rewarding in itself though, as well, as opposed to just like any, any big moments. I mean, tech, uh, anytime you're working on tech and sort of driving uh, the development of a product, um, it's very much a roller coaster of emotion, right? You, you have the excitement of planning features and thinking of all these great ideas. And then you have the reality of those ideas sort of halfway implemented or, you know, things breaking or, um, you know, things taking longer. And, and so it's it, it, the whole process. And then you do get to those mountaintops where you have a big release of an important feature and you're, you know, there's a lot of excitement around that, but um, it, it's the, I think the sum of the journey for me and just learning about my wife from that perspective of working with her and, and, and those, those tools that we've built through those interactions I think at the end of the day, I think every day is a little bit better because we 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 have those tools now and, and have that experience. Yeah, I mirror that. Um, you know, it, it is a roller close coaster of emotions. <laughs> and as someone who's never developed a product before, who's literally learning as they're going, 
Um, it's, I mean, it's stressful. <laughs> it's huge. Just slice a humble pie you're eating. You're eating the whole pie right yeah. now. Hard is stressful. And so for me, it's not the mountains where I'm feeling good. It's when things are not breaking <laughs> and when we're in a good flow and everyone's on the same page and things are working and, you know, we got the next couple sprints planned out. That's when I'm like breathing okay because everything is okay. But there's about a fire going on every other day. So. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. So what, uh, what do you guys love to do? You've mentioned a little bit in the beginning, but like, what are some of the ways you enjoy your partnership outside of the business? What are like hobbies, things, activities? Yeah, I think we both enjoy being outside. So we just had a weekend getaway um, in some nature. Um, we went swimming, we got to spend some time outside just with our dog and um, this cow and this pig that was there. <laughs> and not talking on Slack. <laughs> not talking on Slack, being away from technology. Yeah. Um, we've been exercising together. We've, um, we've been reading the Harry Potter books together. We're on the fifth one. I'm a little ahead of him, so I like to leave notes in, in there because we're <laughs> reading it on the Kindle. Um, so I, I think little things like that, I think we've had to become more creative as, you know, we're quarantined now that we're trying to find home things to do. And um, something that's creatively fueling me right now is um, creating a mood board for our bedroom redesign. I just want to like redesign the whole house. <laughs> You're like, I've been looking at all of this stuff for far too long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting as I've, you know, I have a lot of conversations with people in this format, whether it's on Tea with Abby or creatives in the workforce, I'm kind of always in this forum where I'm having this Q&A experience. And it's been interesting to witness how it felt in March and how it feels now as we're in August. And just sort of, at first it was a lot of, um, you know, it felt like people we're preparing for the end and it's going to be temporary, but we're still going to go stock up on all these groceries. And like, it's so unpredictable. And there was a lot of, um, you know, just uncertainty and, and, and tension in not knowing. Whereas now we still don't really know what's next, but there's kind of a settling into a new state of energy, which I'm feeling very specifically over the last like several interviews I've done in the last Creatives in the Workforce, where it's no longer about the panic, it's much more about how, how do we like live in harmony in this experience right now? How do we enhance this? Like what good things could come out of it versus, um, you know, uh, just the, the cope, like coping out of um, necessity. Right. I think it would have been a lot harder on our relationships and um, on our business this year, I don't know, this is just my guess, if we had been running in the daily race of getting up, going to the office, fighting through traffic, going to the happy hour, going to the event, going to the thing, going to that, never seeing your partner, like, I don't know, I'm, it's, it's, it's just interesting how God kind of throws timing at us um, and gives us exactly what we needed when we didn't even know we needed it, so I'm so thrilled to hear that you guys are 
thriving. I'm sure there's been lots of moments where it doesn't feel that way. But from my side, I'm like, I think you guys are doing okay. Thanks. I think like what it's forced us to like consider is the type of energy we surround ourselves ourselves by. Um, at this moment, I want to be surrounded by positive energy, people who are going to be supportive, people who have the same values as myself. Um, and, and that's what's going to keep me going. And now I'm reevaluating relationships that I had that didn't serve me in those ways. And I think we do really well in the business too. You know, since the pandemic, we've made all of our decisions rooted by our company values. And I think that's attributed to our success. And I, I like what, what you said, Abby. I think the, the biggest thing in all this is, is like finding things to be grateful for. Um, and, and that silver lining, um, you know, I think it did think when things started out, things were very scary and they, they still are, but, you know, um, we just weren't prepared and we've had time to sort of have reflection on, on the situation. And we've both been very fortunate, you know, we, we still have our jobs, right? We still have our house. Um, and so we have so much to be grateful for just in that. But then you add in, as you were saying, like the chance, you know, I get to see Georgie all the time now, right? Whereas if, if we COVID wasn't here, you guys would be at the office all day. I'd be at my office. Um, we get to spend so much more time with our animals. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of, I think we're both, uh, being a lot more disciplined about exercise and we're cooking dinner together. And so there's all these like really great benefits and things to be grateful for and that sort of silver lining. And I think, you know, over time we've just sort of really clung to those things um, uh, throughout it. And, and there's definitely days where I think we're either of us are discouraged at the same time or maybe at different times. Um, and, and especially when it's at different times, it's when it's really nice to have your partner there because, you know, they can make you a cup of tea or, you know, pick you up lunch or just, just sort of have your back like that. And um, so it's, you know, it, it sucks and, you know, it's heartbreaking for, you know, people that have had, you know, job struggles or financial struggles or, or, or uh, sickness, right, or, or COVID, and, but within all of that, I think there's opportunities and silver linings and, and still things to be very grateful for. Absolutely. I think that's why at the end of the day, we work so well together, you, me, Albert, and Georgina, is because we are aligned in that value system, and we acknowledge that it does get hard, it does get sad, and it's brutal some days but at the end of the day we are committed to finding what's good and we know that the next day could can be great and it's not always on a down we can we can work together to pull each other back up again so i'm so grateful for having this relationship with you guys and i'm just kind of tingly and inspired about learning and hearing more about what this year has been like for you and um, I'm just so thrilled to have you both working together and it's, that it's, it's successful and it's good and you're not sick of each other. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But um, yeah, I'm just so eternally grateful for both of you being on this journey with me. And um, it's, it's the coolest. We got such a, an awesome story going. So um, before we wrap up and, and uh, head on with the next part of the day, um, I end all of these episodes with a, a statement sip. And in the past, they were a mantra or a quote uh, or something that our founders liked to repeat to themselves or share with our audience. Um, but because uh, this is about partnerships, which tends to mean taking care of each other, mental health and wellness, and our tea sponsorship this season is called Red Lion, and they are tea blends that are dedicated to mental health. Um, do you guys have a mental health wellness tip that, I mean, you've shared lots already, um, that we can finish out this episode with? Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it, a lot of it is rooted, I, I think, in my faith, right? Um, this this idea that despite everything kind of crazy going on in the world, um, you know, that God has a plan. And I don't necessarily have to know that plan um, to play a role in it or to show up every day. Um, and, and, and I think there's a lot of relief in that, you know, and 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 that on top of just looking for that silver lining is um, I think what, you know, I sort of try to start with every day. Mm. That's beautiful. All right. Well, that's the tea, everyone. Cheers to that. Cheers to both of you, Georgina and John Cade. I am so grateful to have you here on the show. Kicking off season three, Tea with Abby, all about duos. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. <laughs> smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at blendedsense.io. See you next week.